Welcome back to episode 15 of the Tag Team Podcast. It feels good to be back in person, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm your host, Anthony Tartaglione, joined by my brother, Johnny Tartaglione. And today we got something a little special, a little, little different, a little out of box, but I think it's going to be fun. I saw a radio station that I'm a part of do this the other week, and I was like, you know what? I want to get involved, and I want to do this on our podcast because I think that it is something that is not really debated but should be debated because – we have different opinions on things, and it is holidays. So it, obviously, it's the holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up, or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. But it is the holiday season. So it's a prime time look to go over what we think are the top and the worst. So what we're going to do is, if you guys haven't seen a tier rank before, pretty much it's anything on social media. You've probably seen it before. S tier is your top tier. Then it goes A, B, C, D, F. So pretty much we're going to rank our holidays, and we did this completely blind. So Johnny has his rankings. I have my rankings. No discussions before this podcast were created. I was just like, dude, make a chart. Put your holidays on that. So I think we're going to have probably somewhere between seven or eight holidays apiece, maybe a couple doubles in one tier and some that are also left out. So I think this is going to be a good, good segment. Yeah, so it is the holiday season. Everybody loves the holiday season. And in these rankings, I don't think there's a such thing as a bad holiday, but you know, somehow it I beg to differ. I, I just, beg to differ. I think some are just better than others. No, I think there's some bad holidays All right, that, well, are just, that are just the most bullshit thing we've ever seen in our lives. Okay, well, whatever you say. I'm not really a firm believer in the fact that there's a bad holiday. I think every holiday deserves its, its respect. Yeah, of course, and, respectful, but there's something I just, just can't stand. And we won't cover every holiday. Obviously, there's there's a lot going on between different countries but we'll stick to the ones that we know best and some that we could dive into so tony i'm going to kick it over to you to get us started on this list yeah so the way we're going to do this is we're going to tease you guys a little bit we're going to go from d to a and then we're going to shift back down to our f tier and then we're going to go with our s tier so our prime time high quality holidays yeah so keep in mind that s is the absolute prime time it's like the a plus plus like of the group like i look forward to this holiday five months before it even occurs so here we go. No doubt. D tier for me. And my problem with my D tier is I feel like it wouldn't be a D tier if we had gotten to experience this in the real raw form if it wasn't for the stupid ass pandemic that we've had to live through. And my D tier holiday is St. Patrick's Day. Wow. So St. Patrick's Day, I feel like since a little kid going to school and walking into our classrooms in elementary and not being the kid that wore green, you felt like the kid that was just left out. You were the you were the fucking asshole. I always forgot to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. I just never cared. I was like, this is stupid. Why do you need to wear the color green? And like, it's not like I hate Irish people or anything. It's just like St. Patrick's Day never caught on to me. So my ass every year always had the dirtiest pinch marks on my arm. I was always the sleeky guy who wore the checkered boxers. And when someone tried to pinch me, I'm like, yo. I got the green on my boxers. Yeah, you would you would be cheeky like that. I do oh, remember I was, that. I was a dirty dog. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that because you'd walk up to somebody on St. Patrick's Day and be like, you're not wearing green. And then they'd, they'd just bend over and they'd just be like, yo, check out the underwear. <laughs> check out the undies. And you'd I just, just be fucked. But, green, the problem for me is that green was never one of my favorite colors. And I do want to say this. It's interesting because you and I had the same holiday at that tier. I also had St. Patty's Day at the D mark. And what Tony was alluding to is what we actually talked about in our last podcast was Tony was supposed to visit me when I was studying abroad in Scotland. And the week before St. Patrick's Day is when the pandemic hit. So I had left Scotland. But the following week, the week after I left, Tony was supposed to come fly into Scotland and visit me. And we were actually taking a day trip to Dublin, Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. So I felt like if we got to immerse ourselves in that culture where St. Patrick's Day is obviously one of the most celebrated holidays in that country, I think St. Patrick's Day would have been higher up on the list. I honestly think that trip, we probably wouldn't have remembered it. No, I don't think so either. Because I would have actually, at that point, been legally old enough to drink. Because at that time, I was, what, 19 years old? So St. Patrick's Day, feel like there's a lot of room for improvement. Also, I haven't experienced the St. Patrick's Day since I've been of legal age to drink, and I know that St. Patrick's Day is a big day to get schwacked. You know, a lot of people like to get schwacked. So I'm looking forward to it when March rolls around. Yeah, darties, darties are huge for St. Pat's Day. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Y- you'll have a good time. Yeah. So Chicago, I'm sorry you waste your money every year dying the river green. But 
<laughs> Let's move up to the C tier. And I feel like this C tier has nothing to do with my religion. It has more to do with the festivities of the holiday. Obviously, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian guy. What are you doing? You, dude, you're fucking around with your coffee. This, the background noise in this is going to be... I had to get the last sip of the coffee in. The, the coffee was at the bottom of the ice, and I was just dying to have a sip. Okay. <laughs> Go back to your seat here. But I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a religious person. But this has nothing to do with the religious side of it. It has more to do with the celebratory side of it. So my seat here holiday is Easter. I love Easter. I love what it stands for. But the festivities themselves are kind of lame. Like... Really? You're going to go stick a bunch of fucking eggs in a lawn and tell us to go find them? I don't know. I think that's fun. I think it's I think it's a fun activity, especially if you have children. It's something that you can look forward to. It's really fun watching them run around if, if you have the golden egg. Oh, the golden dude, egg. The chase for the golden egg is an unreal rush of adrenaline. Yeah, because our parents used to, when we used to do the Easter egg hunts when we were, they used to put a crisp $20 bill in that thing. Oh. And we would be, you know, we'd be getting dimes and nickels and pennies and the other coins and and sometimes candy. But the, the golden egg was the shit. And I remember the last time we did an Easter egg hunt was what? 2000, it was 2020, right? I was like, holy shit, I'm 19 years old and I'm really fucking about to go out in this yard and get dirty down bad for some fucking <laughs> eggs. No, there's no problem with that. I see, no, I see no issues with that whatsoever. And guess what? I did get the golden egg too. They actually hit it under the wheel well of the car that was in the driveway next to our driveway. Yeah. So it was a pretty cheeky spot. I got to give it to them. Yeah, that was unreal. They did a good job hiding that. But I will say that I do like the Easter festivities. Um, I, I, unfor- I did not have Easter in any of my tiers, but that is an interesting C spot. So left out. But one more thing I want to put on Easter. I do like dying eggs. I think that's a fun I think that's a fun aspect of the holiday. Yeah, dying eggs is always it's a classic. I won't speak on the religious side of the holiday though, because I don't want to offend anybody or upset anybody. So I will say just that talking about the Easter bunny festivities. And the and I, I, I honestly did believe in the Easter bunny until I was like five years old. <laughs> I did. Uh and I was like, nah. It's all right. It's still good. Definitely a solid holiday, I will say. My position at the C tier. And I feel like this is definitely going to disappoint some people. Is Halloween. I got Halloween at sea. For the pure fact that I feel as though Halloween is never really that fun unless it's on a weekend. Just my honest opinion. If you're in college, I could see that being a little bit different. Because it's like, yeah, let me just go get fucking banged up on a Tuesday because it's Halloween. Like... That's fine. That's different. But I feel like it kind of takes the thrill of the holiday away if Halloween's on like a Tuesday evening. Yeah, no, I agree. And what I'll say on Halloween is the idea that you look at when you're a little kid, right? You're young. Halloween is exciting because you get to be for one night somebody else that you're truly not. You get to dress up as somebody that's either your idol, you find exciting, you just think it's downright funny or scary. And there's this whole cultivation coming up to Halloween that is like just this autumn pumpkin spice latte vibe. It's like, it's getting to the turn of the season. It's getting colder. And I like that vibe, but I would have to agree with you in saying that it is an age thing. I feel like Halloween when you're a young kid is definitely one of your favorite holidays because you're getting candy and you love candy because you're just sucker for candy. You're a kid. And then when you move up into, you know, college, even in late high school and young adulthood, it's more of like a party. It's, you're getting multiple costumes for multiple nights because if Halloween falls on a Thursday, you're going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday because it's Halloween weekend. You know, they call it a college. They call it Halloween weekend. Exactly. And I just feel like, especially as a kid too, like Halloween was always fun, but it always sucked when you had to go to school the next day after Halloween. It was always a buzzkill. But anyways, yes, Halloween does fall at the C position for me, but I will say Halloween can fluctuate because when it's on a weekend, it's probably one of the top tiers. I would see. I still wouldn't disagree. And shifting in, this goes right into my B tier. Because Halloween, you wouldn't disagree. No, I'm on the same side as me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was just the weirdest way to say that you agree <laughs> with me. A yeah. double negative. It was. It was a double negative. That's fine. But Halloween is my B tier because I had a great Halloween this year, and I feel like that's a good transition to say you know C to B. Well, there you go. It's right, right above in, you. Right into the B tier. Yeah. That's so fine. Halloween, same logistics. I just think it's I think it's a good holiday. I think it depends on what age you are and what you fall into. Because obviously, once you're older, then you're taking your kids trick-or-treating. And I feel like that's more of a pain in the ass. Except when you're young. Because then you're like, oh, it's my kid's first Halloween. You know, and you like it. But I would have to say, solid B tier for me. What's your B tier? My B tier, 
I, I kind of fluctuate with this. Now that I think about it, I think I'm going to switch this up on the spot because we're kind of rolling into the end of the year. And I don't know why I just thought about this, but I think that New Year's Day, New Year's Eve is going to be my B tier. Just for the pure fact that I think it's the same idea as Halloween. If it falls on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, it's not as exciting. But if it's on a Friday, Saturday, it's a lot more fun just because you don't really have to worry about work the next day or going back to work in the middle of the week. But one thing I will say that's more exciting about New Year's than Halloween is just the pure fact that it's right kind of, it kind of caps off the holiday season, but it's also just a new beginning for a new year. And that can mean a lot of new things. So just, just the, I don't know if I like New Year's Day better or if I like New Year's Eve better, but it's really fun watching the ball drop, getting together with everyone to celebrate the new year. And then once you get to New Year's Day, I kind of just like the New Year's Day festivities. I really like the college football bowl games. I think that's a lot of fun to get into the holiday aspect of that. See, you're saying all positives, and why the fuck is it your B tier? Because there's things that are above New Year's Day. I said at the so beginning. So you're saying it's a B tier because there's things that are better? Yes. I would say New Year's is a great holiday, but I'll speak on that because I do have it at a different tier. But New Year's is just an exciting celebration. And you know what's crazy about this is you had your rank at C was my B and now your B transitions into my A. I have New Year's in my A tier. So we're just going to skip over we're just going to skip over your take on oh boy, I guess you're going right into your A tier. I'm but getting I'm getting ready to get my take on I guess on this New is just transitioning all too well. <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing about why it's my B tier though. And I alluded to this just now, but I do think that there are other holidays that are better, but I think that New Year's is just, I think it's better than Halloween for the pure fact that everybody's in the holiday mood because it's right near Christmas. It's right near Christmas Eve. I feel like everybody's still in the holiday vibes. Yeah, no. They still carry the holiday vibes and that's why I think New Year's is above Halloween. That totally makes sense. And New Year's to me is a very exciting holiday. I love it. I love the parties. I love the celebration. I love the ball drop. I love the fact that I'm in the holiday mood. The one thing I don't like about it is the fact that everybody decides right before that they're going to make some bullshit resolution that is going to last a week and a half. I mean, some people do carry it through. Some people. But you're some right. People. It's, but a, it's lot. a small margin. It's probably 10% at it's, most. It's a lot of people. You always see the memes of people with the gym being packed on yeah. January 1. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it's every year it's the same shit. You get to the gym January 1, the first couple weeks of January, everyone's ripping the gym, like whatnot. And then you get to February and boom, fucking goes town. Yeah. So but I you know have, props to the people who do carry through with their New, year, New Year's resolutions because yeah. it can be a difficult thing. Yeah. Huge shout out. But this... A tier for me has two different holidays in it. I think that we talked about this in the last podcast, but Thanksgiving falls into my A tier. Okay. I, I didn't shift and put it into an S tier for the simple fact of the celebration around Thanksgiving is not as extraordinary as something that could be an S tier. S tier is something that is just an all out banger. And when it's that day, everything is surrounded by the cultivation of that holiday, and there's a whole weeks before and weeks after where you're still reflecting on the it. The vibes are immaculate. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving falls into the idea of when it's Monday, you're thinking about it. Oh, Thanksgiving's on Thursday. And then you have Black Friday. There's a whole bunch of different elements to it, the food, the family. That's what I love about it. That's why it's an A tier. And the fact that there's football all day, it's a great day to spend with your family, but it's not something that is party hard, rock hard. It's more of a relaxed holiday, therefore falls into my A tier. What's yeah, your A tier? That's respectable. And again, I'm a huge Thanksgiving fan, so I could definitely respect it being in the A tier. My A tier has got to be 4th of July. Now, many people, many, many people will have this in their S tier. And it is obviously the best holiday that falls in the summer months. The independence of America. I mean, it's got to be up there for all, especially just celebrating that American pride the fireworks, the food, the grilling, being with friends and family. It's just the vibes are great. And it's another thing that if it falls in the middle of the week, it could be more of a bummer. It's better when it's on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just because it just provides more of an immaculate vibe. But I love 4th of July because I love summer. 
and the weather on fourth of july i don't know it's great if you have a pool you could go out by the pool watch the fireworks at the same time i don't know i love dressing in the red white and blue playing some cornhole i mean i don't know what do you think no comment at this time no comment at this time i i feel like i feel like that could definitely be at the s tier but i do like the fact that fourth of july is in the middle of the summer yeah and obviously just celebrating American independence is undefeated. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's it's just fun. It's I just love being – I love the fact that it's a holiday where really you can just celebrate it however you want to. I mean, obviously you got to have fireworks. Everybody watches fireworks on 4th of July. But if you want to drink, you want to get banged up, that's what you want to do. That's fine. If you want to eat some, some barbecue food, then you do that. I don't know. You do whatever you want to do. You celebrate it however you want to celebrate it. Yep. So – I think we got some. I think we got some good, some good tiers right now. We're I, pretty. We're pretty similar. I feel like for the middle, solid. I feel like culturally, that's pretty similar to what a lot of people think. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna get into some hotter takes. Some people may think these holidays are not as deserve to be as high or as low as we're about to rank them. So now let's get into the stink bomb category, the shittiest of the shit of what you think holiday is the worst out of them. And so like you yours? said, you said. No, like you said, you don't even think it's that bad. But I cannot stand my F tier holiday. Okay. I think it is the most. I think it's just a disaster. I think it's a it's a it's a mush of a holiday. I'm gonna. I'm, I already know what you're gonna say, but go ahead and say your F tier holiday. Valentine's Day. I fucking knew that. Valentine's Day is the biggest mush of a holiday ever. So you're telling me that you're gonna create this fake figure of a dude with an arrow that shoots hearts at people. You're going to create a holiday that symbolizes love, something that should be something that's eternal in all time, to focus on it for one day. You're going to create candy as a symbol of love? There's just no sense in Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day also falls on my half birthday. So I'm like always six months to my birthday. That's the most important thing I think about Valentine's Day because none of the other bullshit that comes down to Valentine's Day matters. That holiday, I've been broken up with twice on Valentine's Day. I'm a salty motherfucker about it, but it's it's down to the fact that Valentine's Day is one of those holidays that really means nothing if you're not in a relationship. If you're single on Valentine's Day, dude, you're miserable. It's a, it's a day to <laughs> highlight the fact that you cannot find fucking love. That's what that holiday represents, is that all the people that have either been through a nasty divorce or through terrible breakups, all it does is highlight the fact that they are in a lame duck position and can't do shit. And it's the worst because you know why? I've been single for way too long to be sitting here and celebrate a holiday that is one day for love. And I've never felt true love in my life before besides towards my family and some of my friends. But from a romantic standpoint, I've never felt true love. So I can't say that that holiday has any, any fucking meaning to me. That thing is dirty. That holiday sucks. (laughs) Valentine's Day, people who love that holiday, I want to know why. I, I get it. Really, you can, you, you can, I, 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 I really hope that your future wife slash girlfriend is listening to this because they're gonna really hate you. <laughs> no, because when it's Valentine's Day for them, you know what? I'll, I'll treat them right on Valentine's Day, but I'm gonna treat them right the other 364, 365 days of the year to no. the same standard that I take them on on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day should not be a holiday to highlight the one you love. The one you love should be highlighted every single fucking day of your life. It shouldn't be Valentine's Day. There shouldn't be one day to say, hey, I love you more than I love you the other days of the year. No. Bullshit. Love is eternal. It is something that lasts all the time. You should be showing it all the time. It should not be something one day where you do something nice. No, you should do those nice things every single day. And that's why I think it's bullshit. It's pointless. Because when it comes to romantic relationships, when it comes to true love, something that I really haven't had experience in, it should be something that is eternal. Wow. This man just dove deep. I did, because Valentine's Day fucking sucks. No respect on Cupid's name. And you know what? So I Fuck Cupid. I here's my opinion on Valentine's Day. I think you're wrong in the fact that you think that there shouldn't be a day to show love to the person who means the most to you or Because it should be every day. I understand what you're saying from that. And it is every day. It can be eternal. But that's not the point. You could say the same thing comparing it to Mother's Day or Father's Day. You should obviously treat those people with respect all the time, but it's just a day to highlight that. 
And that's what Valentine's Day is, is it's, it's taking that love and it's putting it on a platter because it's the one day to show what that See, is. See, I, I highly disagree with you. And I'm not Mother's saying, Day and, and, and Father's and, and, Day. You're guaranteed to have a mother and you're guaranteed to have a father or whoever the fuck is your parents. You are going to have those parental figures. Not everybody falls in love. Not everybody gets involved in the Valentine's Day festival. You're just saying this because you haven't had a girlfriend in like no, six years. No, no, that's not why I'm saying it. I'm I think saying that's it, why you're no, saying it. I'm saying it to the simple fact of it's bullshit. You have your anniversary if it really means something. You have your whatever people celebrate. They're one year, they're two year. Some people in high school, they celebrate every month they're together. And they put a big... Big fucking bow on. That that's cringy. Yeah, it's that's cr- that's a okay, high school. Okay, okay, you that's were a high school. school thing. Okay, I, 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 nah, just said nah, that's nah, a, nah. I said that's a high school. Every thing. single I month. I said no. Every this, single I month. I said nah, that's nah, a high school nah, thing. Nah, nah. Johnny, every single month when he was dating his girlfriend, up to like two years. I was 14. It doesn't matter whether you were 14. You were on social media posting a woman crush Wednesday and a picture of every single month you guys were together, saying, "Oh my god." I love this girl so much. <laughs> I I regret getting in this verdict. Hit the fucking I, I, hammer. I, I, you are guilty as charged. I didn't know you were this passionate about the, uh, Valentine's Day. Because I fucking fun. hate it. I think it's a dog shit holiday. Okay, fine. Respect to you. I'm not gonna change your mind on this. After. I just I just think that you should view it a different way. But that's fine. I'm not going to sit here and put Valentine's Day on a platter, but I'm also not going to take a shit on so it. So if you had to put it in a tier, what, what tier would you put it in? Because obviously it's not your F tier. I would put it at about a, a C. I don't know. Like, I just, I like celebrating Valentine's so Day. So you're saying Valentine's Day is just as fun as Howie? I'm not Bull saying. Bull fucking shit, dude. I'm not saying No that. shot. No, no, no. But if you could, gr- that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. You because, said it's a C tier. Yeah, but there's so many holidays out there, right? That you, if you had to put them all in tears, it would be different. But just for argument's sake in this position, that's what I'm going with. And it is what it is. So, I'm sorry. I didn't know Valentine's Day was your arch nemesis. It's not my arch but nemesis. But that's fine. Are like, you shitting me? You just went off. <laughs> it's not you my, just went off. It's not my arch nemesis. There's worse days throughout the year. But it is a pretty shitty holiday. For okay. a holiday, it's a pretty shitty holiday. Fine. Fine. My F tier, moving on is not Valentine's Day. It is, in fact, Groundhog Day. Does somebody want to tell me, what the fuck is Groundhog Day? I understand <laughs> that if the groundhog sees his shadow, there is six more weeks of winter. But if he doesn't see his shadow, it's automatically spring. What are we celebrating? Dude, That you bringing up Groundhog Day is like me standing in the box with Clayton Kershaw pitching, dude. He just threw three by me, and I never saw it coming. It's pointless. I never even thought about Groundhog Day. Let me just let me <laughs> pucks a Tony Phil. Well, if the groundhog sees his shadow, where's there six more weeks of winter? I know damn well if I'm living in Florida, it's not gonna matter if the groundhog saw a shadow. And that complete vice versa in Syracuse, there's gonna be six more weeks of winter no matter what way you fucking put it. I just never understood what the purpose of Groundhog Day was. It's not, what is it like on the second Tuesday in February, or is it always the same? I don't even know what day Groundhog Day is. Let me get my calendar up real quick. Yeah. Well, here's while you're pulling that up, I want to just quote on Groundhog Day. I remember being in elementary school. Groundhog Day is February 2nd this year. Holy shit, you pulled that up quick. The calendar's in the phone. Yeah, but that was speedy. Here's the thing. Groundhog Day, growing up, was like, it was like literally decision day, like judgment day. Like you're at the gates of heaven. Like it's the same thing. It's like, is are we going to have six more weeks of winter? Are we going to have six? I believe that shit. I truly did. Because we didn't have phones back there. We couldn't see the 10-day forecast in two seconds. I would truly believe that if the groundhog guy saw his shadow, that we were having six more weeks of winter. Yeah, I, I shit myself a little bit when he saw a shadow. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a karma thing. Maybe there's some karma out there that I don't know about, and the groundhog is legitimately magical. Yeah. But I'm shitting on the holiday, so it's probably going to be six more weeks of winter. But it is what it is. It'd be what it'd be. You yeah. know? So that's my F tier for sure. I don't even know. I, I mean, I think it qualifies as a holiday, but if it doesn't, it's still in the F tier. Yeah. I don't think it matters. All right. It's time for the best of the best. And I feel like we can both agree on one S tier holiday. Christmas. Christmas. It is a God-given holiday. Best holiday out there. There's nothing like Christmas time. The aurora around everything between wow. the lights. You and- pulled that word out of your ass. <laughs> No, it does. It has Aurora. It, do, it has, Aurora. dude. It has this just magical moment to it. 
I listen to Christmas music. That should be a highly debated topic. When do you listen to Christmas music? Okay, if it's after Thanksgiving, it's acceptable. Before Thanksgiving, See, I disagree. you're wrong. I disagree. Okay, it doesn't matter. Either way, I agree with you. The vibes from Christmas are fantastic. It puts me in a great mood. Seeing everybody's trees, the lights. If you have snow, the snow can have a magical feeling to it, even though we live in North Carolina and we don't get snow often, but it's different in Syracuse. I do, in fact, agree that Christmas is an undefeated holiday, definitely in the best of the best, the S-tier category, and I think 95% of America would agree. Yeah, I feel like you talk to people, Christmas is just God-given to be... Just the act of giving is fantastic, and I know as kids we always got excited about receiving gifts and new toys and video games, but now that I've gotten older, I find more thrill in giving out a good gift yeah no i would highly agree when i give someone because i suck at buying people gifts i am awful at reading what people actually want for christmas unless they give me a blatant list of what they want and that's kind of terrible because then it just ruins the element of surprise but when i go and i find a gift that i know somebody's gonna like and they're not expecting it that feeling is undefeated and i feel like i nailed some of my christmas presents this year so i'm pretty excited about it yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what your gifts are, but the element of Christmas is pure joy. There is no way to cut it that it's literally Thanksgiving on crack because you're with your family. It's the same thing, except for there's this whole giving of gifts, receiving gifts, getting hammered, just a whole celebration. That comes I don't know. To when it. You, yeah, when you go to bed on Christmas Eve, that feeling of excitement for the next morning, even when you're in your 20s and you're not a child anymore, it's still an awesome feeling. Yeah, you're like, damn, dude, we get to just lay at home all day, watch some NBA, and enjoy the day. Oh, yeah, we'll say that too. The NBA Christmas Day games are the best, and I'm, I am very thankful for those. But still, walking downstairs on Christmas morning and seeing the tree and everybody's gifts there... I love that feeling. That feeling is one of the best feelings ever. If anybody wants to debate that Christmas isn't an S tier, please DM us. We want to have that argument with you. I would love to bring somebody on who says Christmas is an F tier holiday. Because I would love to see what they have to say. Uh, we also get to eat a honey-baked ham for Christmas. Yeah, and here's the thing. Undefeated. Look, I know the honey-baked ham versus the turkey. Christmas, I can accept the honey-baked ham as the best food at the table. I All can right. accept it. Because so, there's no turkey there. So since Christmas is an S-tier holiday for both of us. We each picked one more holiday for the S-tier. So I will transition that over to you. Yeah, well, if you have half a brain cell, you probably would have heard me say about 10 minutes ago, no comment. So you know that my S-tier holiday is the 4th of July. The 4th of July, to me, is the most special time of the year besides Christmas. Like, you got Christmas. I would say Christmas is over 4th of July, but they are very similar in the idea of it's a celebration of this nation that just goes bananas. You have everything between the fireworks, the grilling out, the family, the partying, the boating for where we live. We go on boats. Yeah. And it's awesome. For most, probably country music. Yeah, country music, the warm weather, just spending time with your friends, spending time with your family. That's the thing about 4th of July. It's a dynamic holiday. You know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you spend with your family. But I do friends, like the idea. In Fourth of, of July, your friends get involved too. I, I do like the idea of Fourth of July that you can be outside. Yes, that's a plus. I will say because obviously, in most places, unless you live in the far, far south, that it's probably pretty chilly on Christmas Day. Yeah. But Fourth of July, you're probably sweating your ass off. Yeah. But I can agree with you. I had Fourth of July as my A tier, and. I, I'm not mad that you have it in your S tier. Yeah. God I feel bless like, America. I God like, bless America. I feel like most people would, in fact, have it in their S tier as well. Now, anybody who knows me knows what I have as my other holiday in the S tier. You fat fuck. Very controversial, <laughs> and it is the holiday that just passed, and that would be Thanksgiving. And we did dive into this on the last episode, but Thanksgiving and Christmas are by far my favorite holidays. And Thanksgiving, everybody hates me for the fact that I like Thanksgiving the best. I mean, it's 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 dead tie with Christmas. I love the fact, I just love the vibe of Thanksgiving because like you said, it's kind of the kickoff to the holiday season. And you just wake up on that Thanksgiving morning, you don't feel bad about what you're eating. And actually this year I ran my first turkey trot, so I'm one of those people. So, I mean, I don't know, I had a good time. It is what it is, but 
like I said, the honey baked ham, undefeated. I also get that for Christmas, but I uh, I do have Thanksgiving in my S tier. See, we swapped those. So you, I had I had Fourth of July in my S tier and Thanksgiving in my A tier. You had Fourth of July in your A tier, Thanksgiving yep. in your S tier. And I will say that Christmas Day NBA games are better than the Thanksgiving football games, but the Thanksgiving football games are absolutely fantastic. I think as it's well. just because the Giants don't play on Thanksgiving though. They played on Thanksgiving two yeah, years we played, ago. We played Washington. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Disaster. So that about wraps up our holiday tiers. I thought that was a good little talk as we move into holiday season. If uh, anybody has different ideas or has any other holidays they think they would throw in there, let us know on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, it's, it's a fun topic to debate. It's definitely going around. If you're starting your Christmas music, getting your trees up, enjoy the vibes. Only how many more days until Christmas we got? What, what's that, 28? Yeah. 27 days. We are counting down to Christmas. That's unbelievable. Dude, it's going to be 2022 soon. I don't even want to talk about that. That's nuts. I feel like 2021 blew by. Yeah, well, because 2020, the pandemic, everything fell forever. You sat in your house every day and did nothing. Yeah, I think 2021, that went by in a blink of an eye. It's cooking. But we're getting up to all of our really good holidays that we had at the top of our tiers. My top tier holiday just passed. I'm very sad about that. But you know what? It was a good time. So... Well, that'll about do it for our holiday section. Uh, Stay with us. Welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast. I know it's been a little bit since we've talked about sports. I know we've mentioned things here and there. But it is also getting that time of year. And that time of year is the college football playoff. I feel like we haven't really talked much about college football. No, but this has obviously been a crazy, crazy year for college football. And this is one of the few times where we're going into championship weekend. And three of the four spots are pretty much undecided, I would say. I would say that the only lock is Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's definitely a lock, because even if they lose to Alabama, they'll still be in one loss. Yeah, 100%. They'll probably... Georgia's going to be a one or a two seed, no doubt. But if Georgia does win that game, or if Alabama does win that game, then Alabama's definitely in, too. So, we came... There's a bunch of matchups this week that we highlighted. So, obviously... Big 12 championship game. We have Baylor versus Oklahoma State after Oklahoma State squeaked out that game against Oklahoma this past weekend. That was a hell of a game. Obviously, Georgia plays Alabama, which has a lot of playoff indication. We have Cincinnati versus Houston, Michigan versus Iowa. So we have some good, good matchups in the Power 5 conferences. Obviously, in the Pac-12, we have Oregon and Utah, but I don't see a Pac-12 team making the, the Final Four. So... What I want to do is I kind of want to go through and I want to see who you think are going to win these games. We can just run through them real quick or we can just pick who we think the college football playoff is going to entertain this year. Well, I mean, they're intertwined. The decisions are intertwined. So not I necessarily, think- though. This is not necessarily true because you never know what the committee's going to do. The committee could always, the committee has pulled some bullshit in the past. Yeah, no, you're right. So let me ask you a quick question. Are you, would you be in favor of expanding the college football playoff? Oh, 100%. To how many teams? I, I think it needs to be expanded to 12 teams. 12 teams. NFL playoff style, same thing. I know NFL moved to 14 recently, but the 12-team NFL format is a beautiful one. Top four teams that would normally be in the college football playoff get the buys. And then That's you have the play-in games. See, I like having six or seven teams. I This is not really an option, but in my mind... In the NFL, you have seven playoff teams per conference, correct? Yeah. And I like that because then the one seed gets a bye, which is cool because the one seed should deserve a bye. Yeah. If you put in 12 teams, then I don't think four teams should get a bye, like you said. Yeah. I just think that's too many teams to get a bye. In my opinion, if I had to do it my way, I would take the top seven teams and I would have the one seed get a bye because there's controversy every year between who's the final team in and who's number five and who's number six. And they have that stupid graphic every year that shows the number five and the number 16. Yeah. And that's frustrating because it's like, why do those teams deserve to be in over number five and six when they're all one loss teams or, you know, there's not really a differentiating factor between those three teams. But anyways, we'll run through these games. Who do you think is going to win Baylor versus Oklahoma State? I I, I, I will give my... my 
prediction there in a second, but I want to say this. I know basketball is a different sport than football, but the fact of the matter is college basketball has a 64-team tournament. Why can't the college football playoff at least have multiple rounds? I don't think it should go straight into a semifinal round. I think there should at least be a quarterfinals round. The problem with that— There needs to be at least one more round. No, I get that football is a much more tiring sport, way more preparation, way more players. There's a lot more elements to it. Football is a much more tiring sport. You can't turn around and have a basketball game, football game two days after you have the previous football game. But I think that there should still be more teams than just— Four in the NFL. That's like, dude. That's literally like the college, the the, uh, the NCAA basketball committee coming out and saying, "All right, we're just gonna go straight to the Final Four. Yeah. Think about how deep the Final Four is into that tournament. You're right. I mean, it's it's definitely a very highly debated element in the world of sports. So actually, you know what? Let's just do this. Who do you think the Final Four is gonna be in the college football playoff? We don't even have to go through all these games because you know what? Baylor and Oklahoma State can honestly mean nothing in regards to the college football playoff if you see that way yeah so i'm gonna go with georgia winning and beating alabama this weekend and being the one seed so georgia will run the college football playoff and i also think that they're gonna win the whole thing that that is not a part of what we're discussing today but i do think georgia is going to be the national champions this year i would go to say michigan would be the two seed coming in with an impressive win over ohio state i think they're going to take care of business this weekend against iowa i see no problem in that I think for the simple fact of Alabama falling out of it because they're going to lose, I think then that way a team that's in the outskirts is going to jump in. And at I, that point, you have to ask yourself the question, what I wanna team say, I want to say this in? really quickly. I know you're diving into that, but I think what's really interesting in that Michigan-Iowa game is that Michigan is favored by 10.5 points. So that's something to look out for, for sure. Of course, now, you got to bring betting into it. I'm just, I'm just saying that that is a factor. I just... I always believe that's a factor when looking at point spreads. And we have to remember, Iowa's a damn good football team. They're ranked 16th. They were ranked 16th. They were ranked second at one point this year. I'm saying this past week they were ranked 16th. They're going to jump in the standings. And they were, you're right, previously they were the number two team in the nation. So that's going to be a really exciting game. And obviously all the implications in the world. If Michigan wins that game, I definitely foresee them being in the playoff. I obviously I think Cincinnati is going to blow out Houston. I think that game is not even going to be close. Cincinnati, my three seed. I think Cincinnati ah. will be playing Michigan in the first round of the college football playoff, which then leaves the last team. And this is where shit gets tricky because you look at what the committee can do here. The committee is in a sticky situation. This is why they need to expand. Alabama, this is where it gets Alabama loses this game against Georgia, correct? They then are a two-loss team. You're right. So you look at what has gone down for Alabama's season. They obviously had a tight game there in the bowl last night, or in the, the Iron off, Bowl, the Iron Bowl, four four overtimes. I wish Auburn would have won that game because it would have made this whole lot easier. It would have made the committee a whole lot easier. But I think the committee could pull some bullshit and put Alabama in over Oklahoma State. So, but I am going to go on to say that they will not. I am going to say that Oklahoma State is going to beat Baylor impressively and impress the committee to take them in over two-loss Alabama. I think the fact of the matter is, Oklahoma State as a one-loss team with some very impressive wins, especially winning this game over Baylor, would be huge. But it all comes down to the fact that Alabama has this reputable, you know, obviously they're one of the most well-known college football teams, definitely the best of the uh, of our lifetime that we've seen. I just think that Oklahoma State will make it for the simple fact of how can you not put a one loss? How could you put a two loss team in over a one loss team? You're right. If but what about Notre Dame? No, you don't think Notre Dame has a shot. No. I uh, the only I'm gonna, I'll jump into my scenario. But you're right. If Oklahoma Dude, State, Baylor, Baylor's eighth in the country. If they if, win that game, they're in. They gotta o- be in. You're they right. just beat. They literally just beat Oklahoma. They just had an impressive win over Oklahoma. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying if Georgia beats Alabama and Oklahoma State wins, then Oklahoma State deserves to be in the playoff. Oklahoma State is three points away from being an undefeated team right now. They lost their one game by three. You can't you can't get into hypothetical scenarios. So Oklahoma State is my last team in. They will so be playing Georgia. Just to recap, round. you have Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State. Perfect. So yep. that's definitely interesting. Obviously, nobody would have predicted at the beginning of the year to have Cincinnati or Oklahoma State in the Final Four. So I'll jump through my final four real quick and who's going to be the college football playoff. I think Georgia is definitely the one seed. I think they're going to be Alabama as well, but that's certainly going to be a game to watch. I think my two seed, and this is where it gets really, really interesting, because 
I think Michigan's going to choke against Iowa. Really? It's, it's just a Michigan thing to do. You better apologize to all the friends listening to this podcast right now. Michigan. I don't care. They they finally beat Ohio State after eight, what was it, eight straight losses. I think they're going to lose. So you think this is going to be a Michigan State game against Purdue, the way they beat Michigan in a tough game to get to the number three seed and then just shit the bed. I think Iowa is a good football team. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Michigan. Iowa has no pressure on them. It's obviously the Big Ten title game. But they're not going to make the college football playoff. They have nothing riding on them besides, I, know, I understand it's a championship game, but obviously Michigan has the most pressure on them and they tend to choke in high pressure situations. Now, this is where it gets tricky because if Iowa wins, then obviously Michigan would be bounced out of the picture. So where do you find the two through four teams? Now, this is definitely going to, this is going to vary on who wins the Big 12 title game, who wins these games. Now, I think Cincinnati is going to beat Houston. And I think when you have an undefeated team who's dominated most games this season, you have to put them in at at the two seed. So Cincinnati, hence, will be my two seed in the college football playoff. Now, this is definitely a hot take. Nobody believes they should be the number two seed, but I think it's time for the committee to go outside of the power five and maybe go with the team who is a little bit off the radar, but see what can happen. I think it's definitely the year to experience this and see what happens with the ratings and the games. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see where that goes. Now, where do you pull your other two teams? Because now you're getting into some sketchy areas and you don't really know what's going to happen. And two lost teams being and, in and field. two lost teams are certainly in the picture now. So if Alabama loses, they're obviously a two-loss team. But I think my three-seed would definitely have to be Oklahoma State. I think they're going to take care of business with Baylor. They're coming off a high note beating Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State, like you said, lost their only game this year by three points. They're definitely a solid football team. I think they'll take care of business. So I have OK State. Over Notre Dame in this situation. As the three seed, yes, because Notre Dame is not playing in a conference championship game. Now that question leads me straight to my four seed, and that is going to be Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is my four seed in this scenario. They don't play a conference title game, and that's certainly something that is controversial and why I think Notre Dame should join a conference because they need to have more of these high-level wins. But Notre Dame's only loss this year was, in fact, to my two-seed Cincinnati. So very tight game there. They've taken care of business since, and I think I have to give Notre Dame the four-seed in this scenario. They've had a pretty decent schedule. They've played some good teams. I think they deserve to be in at the four seed. So your only your only difference in your prediction of mine is that you're saying Michigan State Michigan is going to lose to Iowa. I do. I'm because, a firm believer. Because if you look at if you look at our rankings, we're pretty similar. You know, if Michigan does lose this game, then the whole thing shifts because I have Notre Dame being the first team out. But in, in my rankings, my bracket, so if Michigan loses, then obviously Notre Dame would be the four. My bracket is completely crazy because absolutely nobody would have guessed this bracket at the beginning of the year, and it realistically has a chance. Georgia's the one seed, Cincinnati is the two, Oklahoma State is the three, Notre Dame is the four. Now, I will say Cincinnati and Oklahoma State could be flip-flop due to the fact that Oklahoma State would be Big 12 champions. But still, no. I mean, Georgia was obviously... Well, who would you rather see Cincinnati playing, Notre Dame or Oklahoma State? That's a good question. I would be pulling for anybody but Georgia. But I think I think Georgia is praying for this bracket right here. I think Georgia wants to take care of business against Alabama so they don't have to whiff them. I think they're hoping that Michigan chokes this Big Ten title game because this obviously would give them the most simple route to the championship. Yeah, there's about, there's about what? I would say 20 different combinations right now that this college football playoff can yeah. take off. Based off of the Alabama, based off of Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, there's so many different elements. And we very well could see a two-loss team in this year. I would say so, Very, too. very well. If for some reason Cincinnati doesn't win their conference title game— They're out. They're definitely out. They're if, out. If Baylor beats Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's obviously out. If Michigan loses, they're out. I, they're out. And and then you're getting into two lost teams. So that could definitely be very if, tricky. If Michigan, here's the thing. If Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State all lose their games, Alabama is guaranteed to be in. But yeah. then, okay, but how do you, what about? Wh- Notre Dame would be in. Let's say Alabama Michigan, would be in. Who do, who do you even go to after that? That's where it gets tricky. Then you're diving back into Ohio State. You're debating if you can put Michigan in. We don't know. We're going to see what happens on Saturday. So I'm definitely looking forward to those games. And I think this is going to be one of the most exciting championship Saturdays that we've seen in college football. Just 
for the pure fact that there's so many different combinations that could happen with teams who end up in the playoff. I could not agree more. But before we close off this podcast, we're going to look into our favorite segment, our Stink Bomb of the Week. So if you want to hear that, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast as we dive into our favorite segment, the Stink Bomb of the Week. So, Tony, go ahead and kick it off. All right. I'm not going to talk for the whole segment this time, but my Stink Bomb of the Week came on Thanksgiving Day. So, the two days prior, my cousin Nick and the asshole sitting right next to me were having a little chit-chat in the back of the car. And one thing I overheard in that conversation was the words together that should never be used, lions and money lines. They should never be used in a sentence together ever. Never, ever, ever. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, oh, we're putting together a Thanksgiving Day parlay. And if you guys don't know this, I had a Hail Mary parlay on Christmas last year. Still amped up about it from Christmas Day. But I'm like, all right, holiday parlays, count me in. So we get discussing at it the day before Thanksgiving. And we're like, are we really about to go put this on Timmy B against... Uh, Andy Dalton in a square-up matchup. Jared Goff ended up playing. It was a lock. No, no, no. You, you <laughs> See, you just jumped my punchline there. But So we sit down there and we decide to parlay. And for some goddamn reason, I decide to just submit to Lions money line. And I'm thinking back in my head. I'm like, you know, the spread's three. I'm like, this could be a really tight game. I'm not going to say anything because they've been all over Lions money line. I've been hearing it for the last two days. So I'll just ride with them. So I tailed. I tailed the parlay on them. And then we ended up going with uh, Raiders plus 10. That was a winner. And Bills minus 4, also a winner. No, no, no. We, took, we ended up getting the actual spreads. So it, was, it, doesn't, it didn't matter. It was Raiders plus 7.5 and, and Bills minus 6.5. Either way, those games were winners. Yeah. So we decided to go with Lions money line. Two words that shouldn't be in the same sentence. Lions money line. And guess what? They lost by two. They lost by two. And guess what? That line was plus three. We take that. We were running away with our Thanksgiving Day parlay. And we would have had a great night. We'd have been like, let's go. But guess what we decided to do instead? We took our L. We were feeling hurt. We had a couple drinks in us at that point. Let's put in a midday parlay. What do you want to do? All right, let's keep the Raiders because we know that's a winner. Let's shift. Let's not even bet NFL. Let's go to college football. They go Mississippi State. Minus two and a half against Ole Miss. Now, here's the thing. I'm thinking to myself, Mississippi State, yeah, I could see them covering. I could see them winning, but it's a puncher shot. But they were all over two and a half. So I'm like, fuck it. I already rode once. I'm riding again. And then, obviously, we followed up with the Bills. Guess what fucked us up? Just like the Lions money line, Mississippi State minus two and a half. Loser. Stink bomb. Awful. Lost both bets. Finished crappy down on Thanksgiving. Still had a great holiday. Still ate the turkey, which is better than ham. And we enjoyed ourselves. But at the end of the day, my stink bomb of the week was definitely getting crushed by the sentence that should never, ever be spoken again together. Lions, money line. Stink bombs. That's it. It was fun while it lasted. The adrenaline was there. My stink bomb of the week just happened to be not related to sports. I was, um, I was driving to work. And I just so happened to wear a white shirt. And oh God. I'm driving, and I had to drive to Raleigh. And I'm whipping through the Port City Java drive through because it was really early in the morning, and I needed a coffee to get me through the drive. I whip through the drive through get my coffee. I get on the road a little bit before I sip my coffee. My first sip, I spilt dribbles all over my white shirt, stained the shirt, I was pissed. It was just oh. started my day. The shirt I'm wearing, I got coffee stains. I can't change it because I had already left the house. Bad vibes. Anyways, I ended up wearing like a pullover to cover it. And I was like, I got to wear this stupid ass pullover now because I got coffee stains on my shirt. And for those of you who don't know me, I am the worst when it comes to dripping anything on myself. It could be sauce. It could be a drink it could be any type of food it's getting on my shirt it's like a damn magnet i shit you not it is literally a magnet 
So I get through the workday, nothing else spilt on me, whatever. I end up driving to Columbia that night and we go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. And you know what? I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep my stupid ass shirt on because I know I'm gonna drip stuff on myself more. I was like, I'm not gonna change my shirt. I'm just gonna keep the same white shirt on. And this is my favorite white shirt. We pulled through Chick-fil-A. I got Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce, not Chick-fil-A sauce. I got Polynesian sauce. Polynesian sauce is red. You already know where this is going. My first bite, I got sauce dripped all over my shirt. No. So on my favorite white shirt, I have Polynesian sauce and coffee drips. Oh my And God. then I'm eating a grilled chicken sandwich. In the bo- it's still in the box because we're in the car. And the box is on my lap. The tomatoes that were on the sandwich were dripping juice. And the juice leaked through the box and it got all over my shorts. I was a, I looked like a fucking toddler in the front seat. That's my steak bomb of the week. It happens. It is what it is. <laughs> That's why I never wear white anywhere when I'm going to eat. It's because just it's, it's a disaster. The worst, see, my biggest thing is I love ranch. I'm a big ranch guy. So every time I decide to wear black shorts, which is the complete opposite. When you get ranch on a white shirt, it's like, all right, dab, 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 it's off. But when you get it on your black <laughs> shorts, dude, people start asking questions. Because let me tell you something, ranch on black shorts, it's sus. <laughs> uh, well, that'll about wrap it up for our stink bombs of the week. Thank you, everyone, for listening as we took a deep dive into those holidays, talked about some sports and college football, and then our stink bomb of the week. But stay tuned for next week as we get closer to episode 20. So moving into episode 16 next week. as I we get 20 close, by the end of the year. As we get closer to the holidays. We'll so, get there. we got a month. we got a month to get to 20. Yep. We can so, do it. That's one a week at this point. Stay here. Stay tuned. This is the Tag Team Podcast. Toodles.